If you turn in your Bibles this morning, please, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We'll be there today. We'll also be um, in the passage or two as well. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 will set you uh, up for where we're going today as we come to the fourth and final message in our series, Sticks and Stones, the Power of Words. And I believe we've saved the best for last. Uh, We're going to talk about some of the most important conversations uh, we can ever have. And today's topic is this, talking to God. Talking to God. Uh, We've thought about talking to others. Uh, We've uh, talked about talking to ourselves. And today we want to think about uh, talking to God. But this is a big challenge because just like the other topics, this is a huge topic. Uh, There's so much to say. Uh, There's so much to study. How do we sum it all up? Uh, How do we cover it in the few moments that we have together? Well, we'll do the best we can uh, centering our thoughts today around three main points. And so if you want to jot these down, you can. Uh, But as we think about talking to God, I want you to notice that, first of all, we need to talk with him continually. We need to talk with him continually. Now, you're in First Thessalonians chapter five, I'm sure by now. And you'll find in First Thessalonians chapter five, a very short verse, actually several very short verses. But in uh, verse 17, you find a three word verse. It simply says in First Thessalonians five, 17, pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing. Now, you often would hear a message I called how to pray or how to improve your prayer life, because really, when you talk about talking to God, you're talking about what? Praying. That's how we often describe talking to God. But really, prayer is simply talking to God, whether we're talking out loud, whether we're talking in our own uh, private um, um, room somewhere, whether we're having a mental prayer to the Lord or a thought prayer Uh, Whether we're having corporate prayer or private prayer or a church-wide prayer, uh, it's praying and it's talking to God. And here we're instructed to pray without ceasing. Now, we know there are times where we should go into our prayer closet. The Bible says that. And we should fall down on our knees and in a private area somewhere, whether it's uh, your car, whether it's your, your bedroom, your kitchen, wherever it is, you go into your prayer closet and you pour out your heart to God. And you pray out to him. But when it says pray without ceasing, while that's part of that, that's not exactly what God is telling us to do here. God is not telling us to do nothing else but pray. He's not telling us that in that verse, pray without ceasing, to do nothing else but prayer. What he's telling us is this. While you're doing everything else, pray. While you're doing everything else, pray. Pray without ceasing. In other words, keep the communication lines open. Now, we can do that today. A lot of you grew up, but like I did, you remember the old rotary phones? Some of you boys and girls, you've never seen a rotary phone where you would dial it. And back when I was growing up, we only had to dial seven numbers. Uh, Only when I moved over to the Charlotte area, we had to start dialing the area code. And so we would dial five, three, you know. And when you were talking to someone back then, uh, you didn't want to hang up and call them back necessarily, right? Because it was a lot of work. And so if you wanted to hold on, what did you do? You laid the receiver down. Remember that? You ever laid the receiver down? We can still do that today on our cell phones. We just leave the line open. That's the idea here. Uh, when you're talking with the Lord, maybe you begin with a morning prayer. Maybe you're praying that prayer. We've been praying over the last several weeks. Uh, good morning, Lord. This is the day you have made. Help me to rejoice and be glad in it. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Amen, but I leave the receiver off the hook. And then all throughout the day, I'm talking with the Lord. I'm praying without ceasing. When I'm going through my job responsibilities, when the teachers give me that test, when I'm having trouble with a friend, whenever it is, I'm talking with the Lord. And so we're to talk and pray continually. Don't view your prayer life. Don't view talking to the Lord as just those times when you go to your prayer closet and you close the door and you shut out the rest of the world. That's part of it. But view your prayer life as an ongoing conversation with the Lord all throughout the day. I believe we see that in Nehemiah's life. Nehemiah is a wonderful example. We've been studying Daniel in Sunday school and the adult classes is a wonderful example. But notice what it says in Nehemiah chapter one. You know, he was the king's cupbearer. He gets a report about how bad things are back home. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And the picture there, I believe, is his prayer closet. There in private, there before the Lord, he's fasting, he's pouring out his heart, he's mourning, and he's crying out to God, he's talking to God. And those are those times in the prayer closet. But I want to show you another episode of prayer in his life. That's chapter 1, verse 4. Notice chapter 2, he's there before the king. It says, therefore the king said to me, why is your face sad? You didn't get sad in the king's presence. That was a no-no. That was a dangerous thing. You didn't show sadness in the king's presence. But he did. His heart is heavy. His heart is burdened. And it says, therefore, the king said to me, why is your face sad since you're not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid and said to the king, may the king live forever. That's a good thing to say when you're standing before the king and you're dreadfully afraid. He honors the king. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs lies waste and its gates are burned with fire? Then the king said to me, what do you request? Now, remember, he's in the king's presence. Notice the next sentence. So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and he goes on with his request to go back and to rebuild. And so here's the question here. Do you think for a moment that in the king's presence that that Nehemiah says, excuse me, king, give me about five or ten minutes. I need to run back home, crawl in my prayer closet. I need to pour out my heart to God, then run back to the king and say, "Okay, I'm here. I'm ready. Do you think that's what he did? No, I don't think that's what he did. I think in that moment he threw up what I call a thought prayer. You ever had a thought prayer? You can't verbalize it. You can't stop what you're doing. You're there maybe talking one-on-one. Maybe it's a situation where it's very intense or something's happening. And so you in your heart, you in your mind, you throw up one of those prayers. And I believe at that very moment, he'd been praying in his prayer closet. He'd been pouring out his heart to God. At the moment that God was answering his prayer request, and the king said, what can I do for you? What do you request? I believe in his own heart of hearts, in his mind, the Nehemiah cried, oh God, help me. Help me to know exactly what to say. Help me know exactly how to respond. You see, he left the receiver off the hook. And he's talking with the Lord continually. And I want to encourage you, when you're talking to God, talk to him continually. May it be an ongoing thing. Pray without ceasing. But not only do you need to talk with him continually, we also need to talk with him. And notice this, honestly. Talk with him honestly. We'll come back to First Thessalonians, but right now, this verse is First Peter chapter five and verse seven. Talk with him honestly. First Peter chapter five verse seven says this: casting all your care upon him, for he cares 
for you. I love the way now I like to compare translations because, you know, uh, the New Testament's written in Greek and the Old Testament's primarily Hebrew and a little Aramaic. And you can compare translations and see how the translators render it. I love how the New Living Translation translated that. Look at it. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Can you just think about that for a moment? God cares about you. He cares about your worries. He cares about what's going on in your life. He cares about the stresses and the strains. He cares about the problems. He cares about the issues. He cares about you. And so what I want to encourage you with, beloved, is this. When talking with the Lord, when talking to God, speak openly. Speak candidly. Speak honestly. Tell him your worries. Tell him your concerns. Tell him your fears. Tell him your dreams, your hang ups, your hopes. Tell him how you feel. You say, well, I have a hard time doing this. Then go back and spend some time in the book of Psalms and look at how David and the psalmist, how they addressed the Lord, how they spoke to the Lord honestly and openly. And they opened their heart and they poured their heart out to the Lord. Listen, why is it that we try not to be honest with God? I mean, we, we try to hold back, really, what we're feeling, what we're experiencing. I mean, he already knows, beloved. He's God. Yet we come to him, Lord, I thank you for this day. And I, I praise you for this day. And, I, and, and we're breaking inside and we're heartbroken. And we're dealing with strains and stresses and issues. Listen, cast all your care upon him. For he cares for you. Give him all your worries and all your cares. For he cares about you. Are you struggling today? Tell him. Are you happy? Tell him. Are you sad? Tell him. That's a good way of putting it. When you're talking to the Lord, tell him. Tell him all about it. I had to do this in my own life this past Tuesday. We had gotten back uh, from uh, Gaston and uh, I was out uh, doing my morning walk and I was irritable. Just to be honest, I was irritable and I was anxious and I was overwhelmed. Uh, We just come back from my, my stepfather's passing. I was burdened down with with all of this two messages this weekend and all that was going on uh, here this week. Uh, I was anxious about uh, having eye surgery and, and I had things that had piled up while I was gone. And I had some church members that I really wanted to go visit, but I couldn't go visit them because I just couldn't do it because I had so much I had to attend to. And I was irritable and I was anxious and I was overwhelmed. And I had to just tell him. And I started going through the issues one by one. And I started sharing one by one. And as I started, it was amazing to me. I love the prayer walk. That, that's my prayer time a lot of times, prayer walking. As I was starting to go through the list, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. Not in an audible voice, obviously, but he brought to mind a verse of Scripture. So one of the reasons we encourage you to memorize Scripture is because the Holy Spirit can use those verses in your life. And I had not gotten out very many of the things that were burdening me. And he brought this verse to my mind. Isaiah 26, 3. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And I had to just stop with that for a moment and praise him and thank him for speaking into my life. You see, he says, cast all your care upon me because I care about you. And the moment I did that, and I, I say it for his honor and his glory, the moment I did that, he spoke to my heart and he says, listen, I'll keep you in perfect peace. Keep your mind stayed on me. Trust in me. 
Cast all your care upon me. Beloved, when you're talking to the Lord, listen, talk with him continually. Talk with him honestly. And then finally, and so fittingly today, talk with him gratefully. We're back in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 again. Right after we're told to pray without ceasing, the scripture goes on to say these words in verse number 18. We're going to explore this some more this evening. But it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We could say it like this, beloved. When talking to God, talk continually. Tell Him and thank Him. Tell Him and thank Him. Tell Him what's going on in your life and thank Him. See, because in everything we go through, Whether we realize it or not, whether we can even fathom it at the moment, in everything we go through, there's something that we can thank him for in those situations. In everything. I didn't say for everything, but in everything. You know, when I walk into difficult circumstances, when there are weeping family members, when there are mourning When there's fear and uncertainty abounding, when I walk into those situations as a pastor, when I pray, one of the favorite things I love to do, because sometimes it's all I can do, is I thank the Lord for his presence. I just thank him that he's there. And I thank him that he knows. And I thank him that he's he's there with us. Can I just encourage all of us, beloved? Can I just encourage all of us to include more gratitude in our prayers to just thank you more. You know, I talked about leaving the receiver off the hook. Listen, just come back throughout the day and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We've talked about the power of words over the last long while now. And can I just say that one of the best ways to use our words, whether written or spoken, is to use our words to praise and thank the Lord. And with that in mind, what we're going to do today is you probably already have your vintage looking tag there. And we've given this to you today because what we want to do is we want to give you a moment. And we're going to do this just a moment. But find something to write with. It might be a, one of the pencils in the pew rack. Maybe a friend next to you will loan you something to write with. We're going to spend just a few moments for you to, to take a moment and pray and praise the Lord in thanksgiving. What we want to ask you to do is after you're done praying to the Lord, is for you to write a Something that you're thankful for to the Lord. You can write as little or as much as you want. You can write it in just a just an item. You can write it in a sentence. You can write it in a paragraph. You can use both sides. You can have more one tag. I don't care. You can sign it if you want. But in a moment, what we're going to do is after we have a time of prayer and for you to write, we're going to begin as a church family coming. You notice that there's a tree in front of us today. It's not a Christmas tree today. It's a Thanksgiving tree. And we're going to come and we're going to decorate this tree with our praise and thanksgiving. It's going to remain up all this week. It's going to be up all throughout next week's service. And if you want to, at the end of the service next week, you can come claim this back. Use it as a bookmark. Keep it. Hang it on your Christmas tree this year. So you sign it. You remember where you hang it. What I want us to do is Daniel's going to be playing softly. I want you to spend just a moment there in your pew. And I want you to pray to the Lord and praise him and thank him. And then when you're ready, you begin writing out whatever it is that you want to write to him. And then a moment after we've done that, I'll invite us as a church family. We'll come and we'll decorate this Thanksgiving tree to the honor and glory of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Take a moment and pray and then write out your Thanksgiving. And then I'll invite you when we're ready to come and decorate this Thanksgiving tree.
you plenty of time, you continue writing. Whenever you're ready, you may come from the choir loft from here. If you're taller, if you can maybe hang yours higher. Leave room for those who maybe need to get near the bottom. But as a church family, when you're ready, you come and you hang your Thanksgiving on the tree. Go back and you can spend some more time in prayer.